Welcome, everybody, to the Kona Shane Veterinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andy Rourke. Guys, I got a great one today. I am here with my good friend, Dr. Addie Reinhard. Uh, she is amazing. If you're not familiar with her, her work with Mentor Vet, you're in for a real treat. Uh, Addie and I have, uh, we've become good friends in the last year. Uh, she is just an absolutely wonderful person. One of my favorite people to spend time with. Um, I just, I got so much out of this conversation with her. She's got so much insight into into mentorship and into building relationships. And guys, I genuinely think that the interpersonal relationships we have are probably the most important thing when we decide whether or not we're happy with our life. I, I really think that those relationships, they matter more than anything as far as satisfaction. I I, I can tell you from personal experience, I, I don't think there's anything that matters more in our careers and getting doors open for us to go and do things, to grow, to learn, to try new things than the people that we know who are willing to give us opportunities and to help us out and to give us advice and to invest some time into us. And I just I just believe that deeply. And so Addie is just uh, such a wonderful person to talk to and she's got so much information to share. So anyway, I hope you guys will enjoy this episode. I think it's a great one. Let's get into it. This is your show. We're glad you're here. We want to help in your veterinary career. Welcome to the Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Andy Reinhardt. How are you? Hey, doing well. How are you? <laughs> doing great. Thanks for being here. I always love to visit with you. Yeah, it's always a, a good time. Lots of laughs usually. Yeah, usually. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know you, you are a veterinarian. You are the founder and CEO of MentorVet. And so um, MentorVet, actually, I'll let you take it. Why don't you quickly lay down what MentorVet does? Yeah, so uh, I practiced small animal for about four years, uh, got burnt out a few times, had some great mentors to help me through that, and really recognized how powerful good mentorship and support is um, really at all stages of your career, but particularly for me in the transition to practice. And so really felt a calling to be able to want to give back to others uh, through creating structures for mentorship. So founded MentorVet, the entity, after spending two years at University of Kentucky doing some research on veterinary well-being and more importantly, what can we do about it? Uh, so at MentorVet, we create evidence-based programming to support the individuals in the veterinary profession to give them the skills and tools and support structure that they need to help themselves and help others in the field with the ultimate goal of creating a healthier profession for everybody involved. I love it. You you yeah. are uh, you are amazing. I, I love the work that you do. I really enjoy getting to hang out with you. Uh, you and I got to visit in Austin, Texas at the NAVC Hive event, and we basically spent three days together just so talking about the world and eating a lot of brisket and tacos. We had a lot of brisket yeah. and tacos. Um, <laughs> all right. I want, I want to talk to you. So I want to talk to you. I have a mentorship sort of idea theme that I'm playing around with. I was talking to a very smart veterinarian uh, just like a week or two ago, and she is she is she is high up in one of the big vet clinic hospital organizations. And um, so like one of the corporate groups. And she has been talking. She was talking to me about what she thinks the key to success for doctor leaders is and she said you need to build your board and build your bench and so build your board and build your bench and so building your board is what what you call sort of our um 
Oh, I mean, how do you call it? Is it sort of a reverse? It's not reverse mentorship, but it's a um, it's basically seeking out mentors, your own your own professional development mentors, and then your bench is basically developing people around you and being the the mentor for others. And I thought that that was I thought that that was really interesting. I I just like that phrasing of build your board, build your bench. And so I wanted to talk to you a bit about build the building your board part because I know I could talk to you all day about building building your bench, and and you obviously have so much experience mentoring young doctors and things like that. But, but I want to talk more about this as, as, as a later career veterinarian, kind of what mentorship looks like and, and why more people don't seem to prioritize it. So let me, let me just pause here for a second and say, when I talk to you about later career veterinarians, people who have been a vet for at least five years, maybe, maybe 10 plus years, do you think those people have a, a focus on mentorship? Do you think that they, I know we're talking speaking in broad terms, do they seek out mentorship or, or is there a general consensus? Like I'm kind of a, perceiving which is i'm i i'm too old to be mentored mentorship is sort of for younger people what do you, what do you think yeah i think there is a common belief that mentorship is you know usually reserved for early career individuals but i i think it should be for everyone and it's funny you say that um because when I ask this question to groups and audiences, when I ask uh, who who here has a mentor and, you know, usually less than a quarter of people or maybe a third of people raise their hand. Uh, so I think we are not leveraging mentorship like we could be. And I think mentorship can be very powerful. And, oh, yeah. and, it's, and it's how I've gotten to where I am and what I'm doing with MentorVet. I wouldn't be here without all the mentors along the way believing in me when I didn't even believe in myself and uh, opening doors for me and um, supporting the work that I do and making me think differently about the world and the things that we were doing and challenging uh, my, my beliefs on things and and getting me to expand my horizons on things. So uh, I think that mentorship is is appropriate for, for all career stages, especially mid-career vets and I would agree that I don't I don't think it's being used uh, nearly as much as it could be wait so so just to be clear you're saying like a third to a quarter a quarter to a third of veterinarians raise their hand saying they have a mentor like one and like that's that's all that's all that there is really yeah that's yeah. staggering yeah. to me it's it's sad um and 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 I don't know I think I've got like five mentors I like I I have mentors like, like people have <laughs> pairs of shoes. Like I, I've got yeah, I've got too them. many. Maybe I, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get rid of one. I, exactly right. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be sorry, Andy. I'm gonna, be, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get rid of the, you as a mentor. The, the tribe no. has spoken, and you like you put my torch out, and then I have to leave the Addie Reinhardt mentor party. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it is surprising to me because I do have, and I look at mentorship. Um, so mentorship can be a few different things, right? It can be something where you're getting support with medical decisions, but professional development has been such an important aspect of my own mentorship and being able to talk with people who both have walked the route you're walking or are currently walking the route that you are walking can be so helpful to get through the day. Oh, no, no doubt. I mean, I you were you were one of my mentors. And I would just say this. Oh. And people don't people don't think of it, but I mean, I I people can't see us. I I am markedly older than you. <laughs> and you're one of my I called you when I was laying face down trying to make a conference happen that refused to actually happen. And I was like, I don't know what to I don't know where to go from here. 
And so I called you because I knew that you have experience in, in these types of things and the events and, and running running teams. And I was just like, I I I need someone who is not as emotionally invested in this as I am to just look at this for me, please. And tell me what I'm missing. It, you're, it was hugely helpful. But um, it's I think that that whole like it goes one direction of the older to the younger. I think that that's such a, a mistake. It's just not it's not true. Um, so I, I, I don't I don't know. Um, how how did you get started? I don't know if you want to sort of tell a story of, of sort of mentorship opening doors for you sort of as, as said as you got going. How did how did this make a difference for you? How did you sort of decide that this sort of mentorship, building this personal board of directors was worth your time. Because I got to tell you, honestly, I like, I don't know. I don't, it's hard for me to think of anybody that is, is as good as you are at making people want to support them. You're kind of, well, you just draw, but you draw people. <laughs> it's so sweet. No, it's, I don't, I don't, is it? I don't know. It's like, mm, I don't know anyone who, who just tricks other Man, people really, into. Mm. I don't know anyone who needs so exactly. much. Exactly. Like you suck resources from so many people. It's amazing. How do you do it? How do you do, How do, it? You do it? How do you do it? How do you get people to help you? Um. So, so there's a few things that I, I think as a mentee, and having the mindset that there's always something to learn from somebody. There's always something to learn from anybody. Mm. And have like going through life with that mindset and being very curious about what you can learn opens a lot of doors for good connection. Yeah. Um, because if you enter in with with humility and knowing that I don't know all the answers, because I, I don't. No. I don't know all the answers. And being willing to be taught, uh, be teachable. And I think, um, so many times if we're stuck in, I, I think, especially in my early career, I think about the way that I learned things in school. And if I had come into practice and said, Nope, I'm not going to do it that way. Cause this is how I learned in school. Then those people are going to have a harder time mentoring me versus oh, yeah. if I'm willing to learn. Okay you've been in practice for 20, 30 years. Tell me, tell me how, why are you doing it this way? Uh, oh, okay. Well, I learned it this way. You know, I don't know if this is better or worse or just different, but you know, let's compare notes and and see, and maybe I can learn a few things from you and maybe you can learn a few things from me. So I think uh, being teachable is one. Yeah. I would say being proactive is the other. So, so many people are not proactive about mentorship. So proactive about developing your connections, developing your taking time to chat with people, yeah. just making time in your day to reach out and say, Hey, I've got a question or, Hey, can I bounce some things off of you? And the, the proactivity and actually taking the effort to set up intentional time to talk to somebody about challenges that you're facing makes them want to help you because they see that you're, making an effort. Yeah. Um, so, so being teachable, being proactive and yeah, just entering in with that mindset of always learning and growing. I'm trying to think of other things that I do. Awesome. But, um, <laughs> well, no. So no. <laughs> let's, let's, let, I want to start to unpack some of this stuff, right? Because I don't, I don't know that people know necessarily what you mean when you say you need to be teachable, but I, I will tell you, I've, I've had a lot of people reach out to me over the years and ask me for advice, which I am happy. So I'm happy to share. And then they tell me why I'm wrong. And I'm like, you don't, you don't have to do what I say, but 
you know what I mean? But but yeah. don't it, it's amazing how many people I, I don't know if it's insecurity of like I don't want to take advice from somebody. And again, I'm not saying I'm right, but I it's it's interesting how many people will ask you what you would do. And then instead of saying, well, why do you say that? Or, or tell me more about that or help me understand why that's where you would go. They, they go, I, that won't work because of this or it won't yeah. work because of that. And I just, I think it's an interesting mentality, but I've seen it again and again over the years. And it's just, um, it, I, th- I think it's people who want to be mentored, but I, I think that they make it really hard to, to do it. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I, I do. Um, and I think you have to come into a conversation being willing to listen. There's a lot of things that my mentors tell me that are total crap that I'm not going to do. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> honestly, thank you. I appreciate honestly, that. Yeah, I've, I've uh, yeah. yeah. The, some, some of the advice that you give me is just total That's, crap. I, believe I mean, it. I mean, but a lot of it is really good. And so as, and maybe this is number three of being discerning about, what you're going to take with you and what you're going to leave behind and being grateful for all of the knowledge that is given regardless, because they don't know what's going to be appropriate to your situation, but you do. So listening, having an open mind and taking the nuggets that do apply to your situation and using those and then discarding the rest and still showing appreciation for all of it, I think, is is one of the ways that you can be really a good mentee or, a, you know, learner from other people. Because, again, I, I've heard – even today we had a, an advisory board meeting for MentorVet. So it's like my 10, 11 mentors that I've chosen to help me and MentorVet grow. And during the meeting, some of our advisory board members say some stuff that I don't really yeah. – necessarily agree with. And yet I will sit and I will listen to their point of view and their perspective, take notes, and again, take what applies and then discard the rest. But they don't need to know that they have a bad idea. Oh yeah, no. I am so proud to unveil the biggest project I have ever worked on. This is a partnership with NAVC's Vetfolio and Uncharted, which is the uh, veterinary conference that I started and run for 15 years. I have worked with people on being effective as communicators and making their practice better places to be. Now, I am so thrilled to be launching the Leadership Essentials Certificate with Uncharted and Vetfolio. Guys, these are the seven courses that I believe really believe anyone who's leading other people in vet medicine should have. This is vision and value setting. This is basic strategic planning. It is understanding different communication styles. And I have my friend Stephanie Goss uh, helping teach that session. It is uh, getting the team to buy in to new ideas and initiatives. It is how to coach and give feedback. It is how to set priorities. It is how to delegate effectively. It is how to do time management. It is the talks and the stories that I I am probably most well known for giving. My red dot talk is in here. My GPA talk is in here. Everything about the North Stars, everything that I lay out where I'm like, this is just so essential to managing people. It's it's the trust game. It is everything about building and maintaining trust with your team. I think that this is something that I would recommend for anyone who is a practice owner. Uh, It's anyone definitely who's becoming a new practice owner. It is for anybody who has especially gotten promoted 
promoted up into management. It is huge for our team leads. We take people who are CSRs, we take people who are technicians, and we make them lead techs or lead CSRs, and we give them zero leadership or management training. There's no excuse for that anymore. This is uh, this is on demand whenever you want. Uh, it's broken up. It's eight hours. It's got race CE. It has the uncharted vetfolio certificate with it. It is it is there. It is accessible. I, I really hope that people will take this and put it to work. I, I went really hard on this. It has been years in the making and refining to get this content down and right. So it is it is really for is everybody who is leading and managing other people in vet medicine. I hope you will check it out. I'm so proud of it. I'm so glad to be partnering with NABC on it. Anyway, guys, I'll put links in the show notes. I hope you'll have a look. Let's get back into this episode. Well, I mean, that's, that, I think that's, I, I really love that idea of being grateful for all of it and then taking the parts that you need and going on. I think that that's, I think that that's, I think that's really insightful. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think that, um, I think that specificity is really important. I think one of the things in mentorship that is hard is when you look at someone and you say, I feel like I could learn from you, but I don't really know what I need or I don't really know how. I think I have always struggled in approaching people that I just admire, but I'm like, I don't know how you can help me. Um, <laughs> people people that that I admire who I know have insight on a specific yeah. headache that I'm wrestling with. That's easy. Like I, I reached out to I reached out to Justine Lee, Dr. Justine Lee, who's the founder of Vet Girl um, yesterday. And I was like, hey, I got this thing. I'm kind of rolling around. It was an online education stuff. And I was like, I haven't talked to Justine in years since it's before the pandemic. Um, but I, she's great. But I just said, hey, would you, I, this is basically kind of what I'm looking for. Would you have 10 minutes to kick this around with me? And she made 10 minutes happen yesterday afternoon. And we just kicked it back and forth real fast. And and that was that. But um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel comfortable reaching out to Justine and being like, hey, let's just chat. You're awesome. I'd like to just <laughs> chat with you. It was it was having that problem that sort of opened that door. Do you think that that's true too? Or do you feel like you can sort of strike up those relationships without having a specific headache that you're actually motivated to deal with? I think there has to be a little bit of both. Uh, I think the relationship building piece, and, and I will say there's a difference between kind of that flash mentorship, the one-time yeah. conversation with somebody versus the long-term mentoring relationship, which both can be used. Uh, honestly, like when I go to conferences, I'm having flash mentorship moments the entire conference. Yeah. I'm, ha I'm sitting down for two, three hours talking to somebody about issues and their life and my life and learning things along the way. But I think for a long-term mentoring relationship, the aspects of building the relationship outside of just every time there's a fire, I'm talking to you, but sometimes yeah. just talking to you when there's not a fire and just catching up and saying hello and, uh, you know, celebrating the wins too and the good things that happen. And uh, I think that aspect of, of relationship building becomes important. And especially if we're talking about mentors outside of the the clinic and hospital setting too. And, and I think that would be something that I would encourage everyone to consider. If you're looking for mentorship, look for it both in, in your hospital or your clinic or your organization and look for another mentor outside of your hospital or clinic or organization because that's going to be a little bit safer space to talk about some of the stuff that you're facing yeah. than, you know, if you're having a conflict with a coworker, 
maybe your boss Ash mentor is not the best person to be the first person to bring this up with. Maybe you need to process some of this stuff in a safe space outside of the workplace. So really thinking about that external mentor and, and the external mentor is the one that that's more important on the relationship building side of things. Um, and honestly, a lot of my mentors, I would call friends as well. Oh yeah. So. I think it's really hard yeah. to tease them apart. I kind of feel yeah. silly <laughs> calling some of my friends mentors. You know what I mean? I was just going to say. We can be both. We can be, we can be friends and mentors. We can be friends Andy. and mentors. Um, <laughs> but it's like, so I was going to say like one of my mentors, uh, he, he runs a comedy theater, an improv comedy theater. Mm-hmm. And he's my friend. He's younger than me. He's like, I know him from comedy, but we have lunch like once a month and just compare notes on how the comedy theater is going and how my business is going. Uh, like, in the, And there's actually a lot of weird similarities between getting people to come together and perform on a comedy stage and getting people to come together and perform on a veterinary CE <laughs> stage. Like, it's kind of weird and kind of awesome. But um, but I just say that one to sort of validate the idea of having people outside of vet medicine that you can learn from. I tell you, I had significant career epiphanies talking to that guy and been like, oh my God, I have been looking at this the wrong way. Um, and it's just, I don't... I don't know that that I would even have those epiphanies if if it was vet medicine. I think it would sort of be too close to kind of make it yeah. pop out. But it is it is sort of weird to to think of those people as mentors. But um, I don't know. I, I do. I would definitely say he's definitely on my board of directors. Like I said, we we do our monthly lunch. We talk mm-hmm. about life and what's going on, and I have gotten a, a ton out of that relationship. Yeah, I love the the finding somebody outside of the field because I, you know, I was just thinking about some of my friends who have supported me in various things that I had no clue what was going on, like tech stuff or IT kind of things um, that can be really beneficial. And, and like you said, getting that external framework, that was probably the most valuable thing I gained from my master's program is just a lot of people from different disciplines coming together. And I learned new frameworks, new ways to think about the world. So yeah, encourage anybody to look outside of the field too for mentors what is a what does a mentor conversation sound like for you and i know that's sort of sort of a weird question to ask but like i think a lot of people they they don't know how to kind of get started with a relationship like this they they don't know how to ask someone you know how, how to ask someone for guidance in a way that doesn't feel weird or seem weird. No one, no one's taught most of us how to kind of get, how to get insight out of other people mm-hmm. without it feeling strange. There's a lot of people I know who do podcasts. And the reason I think they do a podcast is because they're too self-conscious to just talk to people without <laughs> headphones and a microphone. So you just say to somebody, Hey, would you be on my podcast? And then you ask them the questions that you want to ask them. But you feel safe because you have a reason to ask them, and I'm like, "Are you saying this from personal experience?" No, no I don't. Listen, I can't. Maybe, maybe. Is this a self disclosure? Self disclosure. I mean, there are definitely there are definitely people out there that I'm like, this person is amazing, and I don't know how to be their friend, and so this is a gateway to me having a conversation with them. That that has absolutely happened. There's, I can come up with yeah. a list of people in vet medicine I admire who I have admired from afar, but I had no reason to talk to them except that they then published something or I read something and I was like, aha, this is my chance to be this person's friend. And so I, I do it, but it's, it's, 
I don't know. It, it's it's weird, especially if there's like a a significant difference in where you are in your career and things like that. I you know I I think one of the biggest mistakes people make with mentorship and sort of just full stop. The biggest mistake they make with mentorship is they think that the that the mentor is supposed to reach out or the mentor is supposed to make it happen. I was like, the mentor has the least to gain in this relationship. I mean, I I know that mentors get a lot out of it, but. I'm not walking around looking for people to try to give advice to. And I don't think other people are either. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's just, I feel like it has to be driven by the person who wants to grow and develop and knows what they're trying to do. But I feel like it's often framed as like mentors need to recruit mentees. And, you know, and, and you hear like, come to our hospital and we'll mentor you. And it's it's like trying to plug them into that system as opposed to saying to the person, where are you trying to go? What are you trying to do? So, so yeah, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that resonates at all, if you feel that way, but I think a lot of people just, I don't know that they know what the conversation sounds like. Yeah, I think you make a, a lot of good points. Um, it, and typically when I'm looking at a mentoring relationship, a lot of it kind of evolves naturally just because I'm genuinely interested in learning more about the individual and their career. So uh, oftentimes a mentoring relationship might just start off with me learning more about where you've been in your career. What are some of the challenges that you faced along the way? How did you overcome those challenges? And I will typically in, and you know, it's something that we teach our mentees going through a lot of our mentee training and the um, mentor vet program is, is just, be proactive. And like you said, set up those meetings, set your own goals for what you want the mentoring relationship to look like. And if you come at a situation with, I, and, and usually if I have a challenge, I will just lay it out on the table and say, hey, here's what I'm going through. Have you experienced anything like this before? Make it a conversation. What what would you suggest? How, how, like, how have you navigated similar things in the past? But I think a, a lot of times that, that initial, and it's scary, right? Re- reaching out to somebody that you think would be a good mentor for yeah. you and, and, you know, making that initial connection and contact, but um, just look at it as like getting coffee with somebody, right? Just learning about them, getting to know them a little bit more. And then maybe not on the first meeting, disclosing all your challenges and stressors, but maybe on the second or third meeting after the trust is built a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see that there's a, it's a good fit um, because not every mentor mentee is going to be a good fit. Yeah. So you might meet with this person one time and be like, we didn't really connect. Yeah. Like we, and, and I've, I've met with quite a few people who I'm sure are phenomenal mentors to other people, mm-hmm. but maybe we just didn't really have that like spark of connection that um, will create a successful relationship. So it's funny, there's a lot of parallels to dating here. It's kind of weird. Um, but you know, when you when you think about like dating people, not every person that you go on a date with is going to be somebody that you want to marry for the rest of your life. And same thing with mentors, like not every mentor that you meet is somebody that you want to be your mentor forever. Mm-hmm. But being willing to meet people and trying to find people that that fit your personality that have similar shared experiences and some differing experiences as well to broaden your perspective yeah how how often does that happen do you think because I, I was I was having that thought as well uh, it's like there are some people I reach out to who I know I know are brilliant and they are super smart and they have been very successful and I talk to them and after the conversation is over I'm like 
I I just I do yeah I don't know that they it I don't know that I, they saw me or that I you know what I mean it was like I I hear what they're saying but or maybe just the fundamental way that they think is not in alignment with mine I, I I've seen that a lot with doctors where um there are there are brilliant doctors out there that and, and I will talk to them about a case and they're like oh well I would just do this and this is why and I'm like I would never do that I mean not that I'm sure they're more they're, they're I'm sure they're right but this their thought process is absolutely not one that I would take and so it was it's hard for me to say ah I'm going to learn from this person and like I you and I are not wired closely enough alike to 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 make this easy I feel like good mentorship should be easy do you want to put a yeah. ballpark percentage on like what per- what percentage of people are you like? No, I I appreciate you, but this is not going to be a good fit. Um. So so some statistics from our platform of like how and this is like finding people who we think would be a good fit okay. or people are self selecting mentors. The proportion of relationships that are probably first time successful right off the bat, maybe a third. Uh-huh. Um, of those oh. relationships, like really spark and turn into something longer lasting. And I would say the same thing. So when we first started doing programming, I pretty much was the paired mentor for everyone going through our program. And I would say about a third of the people I reached out to as a mentor and said, Hey, I'm your mentor. Let's meet. And they never contacted me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a third of them, we met one time and then they're like, I'm fine. I don't need any support. I'm like, cool. And then a third of them, are people that I still sometimes chat with today. I met with one of my mentees who I mentored two years ago for monthly for about six months. And she reached out to me and said, Hey, I need some support. Can I, can I chat with you? And we met for an hour today and it was great. And it was like, Oh, we're just like picked up where we left off. So I would say about a, about a third of the time. And it's funny because I I was thinking as you were thinking about, uh, or as you were saying the thing about doctors and, um, not agreeing. There was this this relief that that I would always ask for some support from uh, in my early career. And every time I would ask her advice, she would give me, you know, what she would do in the situation. And I'd leave the conversation being like, I'm not going to do any yeah. of that. And then I got to the point where I was like, wait, why am I even asking her for her advice on this? Because we're fundamentally different on how we practice. So so again, I would say about a third third of the time. That, that, yeah, that totally makes sense. That tracks. Addie, you are amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Where can people learn more about MentorVet? Yeah, so check us out on Instagram at MentorVet or on LinkedIn as well as Facebook. We are at MentorVet1 on Facebook because turns out there is a an old organization that was mentorship for veterans that currently contain is the at MentorVet on Facebook. Um, but you can also follow me personally on LinkedIn. I post a lot of stuff around uh, my journey through uh, entrepreneurship and mentorship and all the things. So, uh, and also f- uh, at our website, mentorvet.net. Outstanding. I'll put links in the show notes uh, to that. And uh, thanks for being here. Guys, thanks for tuning in and listening. Take care of yourselves, everybody. And that is our episode. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Thanks to Addie for being here. Um, so enjoy her. Check out MentorVet if you're not familiar with it. She, it's a great organization. Addie's doing really wonderful things over there. Guys, take care of yourselves. Be well, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye.